This is Our Anxiety Stories, the Anxiety Canada podcast with John Bacon. This is the place where people from all walks of life share their anxiety stories to remind you that you are not alone. If you have an anxiety story you'd like to share, contact us at anxietycanada.com slash ouranxietystories. This is Our Anxiety Stories, the Anxiety Canada podcast. Today, I'm talking to a family smart parent in residence, Graham Partridge David. Hi, Graham. How are you doing? I'm doing very well, thanks. How are you today? I'm doing excellent. Thanks a lot. And I appreciate you joining me for the uh, podcast. My pleasure. Excellent. Really happy to be here. Great. So uh, first question, as always, uh, for anybody who listens to this podcast is, uh, Graham, what's your anxiety story? Well, that is, as you have said, a big question. Um, My anxiety story uh, travels throughout my family. I have a family uh, that is rich with lived experience in mental health challenges, a lot of depression, a lot of, um, in my case, depression, panic, and also anxiety. And then um, I have a son who also struggles with a lot of anxiety. Um, and so, yeah, anxiety just is, is a day-to-day, um, element of my life, I would say. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. So yeah. where did you start? What's, what's your first memory of, of, you know, anxiety or panic? Well, my first, my first, um, memory is probably as a very young child uh, I think it was grade two so I would have been about seven years old and mm-hmm. I remember that every Friday I would have to miss the day of school because I would wake up with a stomach ache because the stress of going to school for those first four days of the week would just mount up and then by Friday morning I would be throwing up and and couldn't go to school. And that was, that was largely to do with the teacher I had that year, unfortunately. I'm, I don't know what their struggles were, um, but they weren't able to separate them from their teaching. And so it was a very stressful class environment. And uh, yeah, so it, just the, the stress of coping through the week was too much uh, by Friday. So yeah, yeah, that's yeah for sure. Memory. So you, you said you, uh, you'd have panic attacks and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so your anxiety, you mentioned depression. Did your anxiety uh, kind of, was there a chicken and egg situation? Like, do you remember anxiety first and then, and then having symptoms of depression or do they just kind of both manifest at the same time? My, to be honest, it, it's in preparation for talking to you, I, I started to try to think about what the timeline was. And I, I think that these sorts of things have been so much a part of my life that I don't know exactly when, which, which came first. But I do mm. know that I identified, I first identified depression. Um, and then once I identified depression, then a little bit later on, well, actually a few years after that, I then identified, oh, I'm having a panic attack. This is panic. And then it was actually a couple of years after that that I went, well, this is an anxiety attack. Like, as I started to get sort of more familiar, my, my palate got more refined. Yeah. <laughs> I was better able to discern between the feelings as opposed to before when it was just a wash and I was just overwhelmed. Now I'm able to kind of go, 
oh, this is panic. Oh, this is, this is an anxiety. Oh, this is depression. Right. Yeah. And, and how does that, I mean, I guess that must, it, it's an important distinction that people mm. need to start forming. Um, so that, I assume that that helps you being able to, once you start making those, first of all, those definitions, getting those definitions and labels, and then, mm. and then sort of figuring out how to, it, it gives you a, a sort of a starting point for, for where to proceed. Uh, is that kind of your experience? You like it helps in that way? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, just any time, I feel like any time we can identify what exactly we're feeling, we're better able to uh, get perspective on it. And for me, I know that perspective on what I'm feeling is a huge help um, because then it's not, then I'm not trapped in the feeling. Then I can go, oh, okay. So I know from experience that a panic attack only lasts so long. And yeah, I may think, you know, my body may be telling me I'm, I'm going to, I can't survive it, but I know consciously that I can. And similarly with anxiety, you know, uh, I may be feeling like, you know, I may not know why I can't get out of the car at this appointment that I had scheduled that I drove all the way to. And yet I'm sitting in the parking lot and I, and I, I just simply can't go to it. I may not know why I can't. I mean, I know that it's the anxiety. I may not know what's triggering the anxiety in that moment, but I do know that, that it's temporary and that, um, and it's not, you know, I'm not trapped in it. I'm not like sitting there baffled by it. I can, I can address it sort of rationally with whatever part of my brain is available to me rationally. Yeah. So one of those, yeah, I find in my experience that, uh, that knowing is a huge amount of the battle and knowing that emotions are passing. Like, did, so let's, let's take that example. You know, you're sitting in your car and you don't want to get out. I have the same kind of things like sometimes where I'm like sitting in my bed or I don't want to get out or I don't want to get off the couch for whatever reason. Um, what's your process from that point sort of now? Like, you know, if, you, if you're going through that now, what, what would your process be? Do you just get out of the car and just surge forward? How do, you, how do you deal with that? Well, I, I, I think a lot of it would have to do with what's waiting for me outside the car. So if it's, you know, in the case, in that specific case, um, it was an appointment that I knew it wasn't time sensitive. It was, you know, that the people who I was going to meet were going to be uh, quite happy to reschedule and I wouldn't have to provide too many details. And so I, I, you know, thank goodness for technology so that I could discreetly email from the car and just say, Oh, I'm afraid I can't make it in. And they never had to know how close I was. Um, yeah. Um, so yeah. And I think that honestly, I don't know how I would have reacted had I had, you know, had it been something, you know, cause so often with, you know, say a doctor or somebody we're, we're waiting for six months for an appointment and, and had I had it been one of those appointments, um, I think, you know, a big thing for me would be reaching out, you know, like mm-hmm. uh, finding someone to call and just say, okay, I'm, I'm stuck here in this moment and I, I don't know how to proceed and getting a second opinion on it would probably be a big help. That's often yeah. what I do in those moments is get a second opinion because I'm not a reliable judge of, <laughs> of what's really happening. Well, certainly when you're, when you're, when you're sitting in a kind of a, a heightened an- anxious state, no. Uh, we're not, we're not, we're often not in the position to make any kind of rational decisions. That's mm-hmm. kind of the, or, 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 ha, or I shouldn't say that, but have a, 
um, a good solid kind of uh, built to be able to look at ourselves from from the outside and, and really observe in that way because the, the emotions right. like that physical emotion gets in the way so mm -hmm. so what it sounds like you have is you you have you've established sort of a network of people also who who help you with this absolutely yeah yeah mm -hmm. um, close friends and I'm very very lucky with my spouse um, we're we're very close and she's extremely compassionate about that sort of thing I, you know she's the only neurotypical person in our family <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah. but she's she's very patient with with those of us with our struggles and, and she can see that we're doing our best even when she maybe can't from the outside tell what's what the barrier is she knows that that it's a real thing and uh so yeah i really rely on her a lot was that something was that something for you that when you got together, was that something that she knew about that kind of came with the package? Because I, I, the reason I ask is because I know people who have anxiety and they're getting into new relationships and, you know, they, they come to this point where they're like, when should I tell them that I have anxiety? Right. You know, <laughs> when's it okay? Um, and it, and it's, this, it's this huge thing like, like nobody experiences anxiety. Um, you know, when should I tell them that I, that I have no big toe, you know? Um, and, uh, and so did you, did you like reach a moment where you, you had to do that with your spouse just out of curiosity, if you don't mind sharing that with me or, or was it, did yeah. she just kind of know? Well, we, it's been a learning experience together. When we first got together, I knew, yeah, I didn't, I don't think I, I had names for any of the stuff I experienced at that point. Right. I'm trying to think back because like I say, my, my family um, has a lot of experience with it too, but I think even then it was all, you know, cause it's, it goes back quite a few years. It's, you know, we've been married 22 years and, uh, and it was before that. Um, so it's, it's been a learning together as, as we've sort of realized. And then my son's journey has really shed a lot of light. Like for instance, um, he got diagnosed with ADHD and that, that learning about the symptoms made me realize, Oh, I've, I have all those symptoms as well. Mm -hmm. And I got a diagnosis as an adult not that long ago. And right. um, so that's, again, something that, you know, sort of a filter I've had on my life that I had no idea was there for years and years. Um, and now looking back, I can see where certainly that's contributed to my anxiety and, and a lot of my mental health stuff. Um, so, yeah, I just, I feel, I honestly feel truly, truly um, blessed that, as we've grown together, my wife and I, that, you know, and learned more and more about the stuff that, that, uh, that I'm dealing with and that, you know, sort of forms me. Um, she's been, you know, a huge part of the learning and, 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 and um, yeah, it hasn't scared her off. So I can't yeah. really help with those dating, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that's, that's often the way people, you know, couples, they, they end up, learning together, but it's a good, I mean, what people need to know is that, you know, these are people who don't deal with anxiety is that, you know, we're surrounded by people who deal with anxiety and, you know, we live perfectly good, normal existences aside mm -hmm. from these kind of intense blips. I'm, I'm wondering mm -hmm. about your, uh, your son. So um, mm -hmm. how is it informed, you know, was it hard for you to hear that your son was having anxiety disorders and sort of what was your course of action when you discovered that? Yeah, no, it was, that was, um, that was really, it wasn't, you know, the labeling of it wasn't the hard part. It was just seeing 
how he was going through life and seeing the the discomfort, you know, and the, mm-hmm. and the pain that he was in, you know, uh, from a very early age. Um, mm-hmm. he, yeah, uh, I took him to his first day of preschool and we spent the whole day in the cloakroom because he just couldn't leave it. And at that point, I didn't understand. And so I thought I was helping him by sort of holding him there in it in hopes that he would move through it. And then, you know, you know, that kind of immersion therapy yeah, kind yeah. of idea, which I, you know, I've, I don't, you know, I forgive myself for not knowing more at the time, but boy, I wish I could go back. You have to. Yeah. Yeah. I wish I could go back and let him and me both off the hook in that situation. But, um, yeah, but, but with, yeah, parenthood, only... with parenthood, I can think of a million things I wish I didn't do <laughs> yeah. with my kids. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, you know, you you gotta let it slide and and hope yeah. that, and understand that they're also their own functioning, yeah. you know, sentient little selves that that develop their own ways of dealing with stuff. For sure, for sure. Yeah, tell yeah. me a little bit about your uh, your uh, involvement uh, with Family Smart in term in the Parent sure. and Residence Program. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it was through my son's journey that we met our parent in residence for, we actually live in the Tri-Cities and, um, and they had such a huge impact on us when we were in the depths of our struggles, um, mm. uh, where we were, we were just at a loss. We thought no one had ever had a child who felt like this before, basically. And we felt we were worried and we were, um, feeling guilty and feeling all those, those parenting feelings. Um, and uh, yeah, our PIR was able to say, Oh, you know, I've lived through what you're going through now. And I can tell you there's hope, you know, and that was just amazing. And when they described their story and it resonated so deeply and, and paralleled ours so closely that it was just like, we never, you know, that was a gift we could never have imagined. And so when my son was doing well enough that I could return to the workforce because we actually were both home yeah. for a while because we had a young child, yeah. a, a toddler, as well as our son. And, and he couldn't be alone and he also couldn't be in the room with his sister at the time. Right. So we yeah. needed two adults. So, sorry. Um, so when I went back to work, uh, I wanted to find a way to give back and then Family Smart was hiring. And when I found that out, I, I thought this is where I want to work. And, and I, so now I am thrilled to be able to work alongside parents um, and also service providers in the Burnaby and New Westminster area. Um, in, you know, our stated goal is to help um, provide better outcomes for young people uh, mm. experiencing mental health challenges. And so uh, anything I can do to help with that is just, you know, a gift. Uh, yeah. So I meet with parents one-on-one. I also host a, a monthly um, group. It's online now, but, uh, you know, where we discuss a parenting topic to do with mental health challenges for children and youth yeah. um, and watch a video and then also um, help them navigate the system. But also... Yeah. We, we try really hard to give um, service providers a perspective, sort of a professional parent ex- perspective on, on what it's like to be the person sitting on the other side of the door in your waiting room. So that it's, you know, to, to help them keep in mind, or not to keep in mind, but just to have an idea of what that person who's waiting to meet with you has maybe gone through and mm-hmm. so that they can, yeah, they can have a, 
we can have that perspective when they're dealing with a parent who's maybe not showing up the best on a given day or, you know, yeah. been, you know, yeah. How many, um, so how many families would do you typically work with? Like how many would you, would you have, you know, that you well, are with on it, a, it really depends with? on, yeah, it really depends on, um, uh, you know, on a lot of factors through the summer. It's quite quiet, not surprisingly. Um, mm -hmm. But then, you know, at the beginning of the school year in September and again in, in January, things tend to get busier as because that's when the anxiety ramps up for yeah. a lot of kids, even those without a diagnosis. You don't have to have a diagnosis to talk to us. We're, um, so, yeah, um, you know, probably interacting with four or five parents a week, something like that, you know? Um, so, you know, again, not everybody knows we're out here um, and yeah. not everybody knows how to, how to look, you know, to find us. But those, those that do, we, we, we have no waiting lists and we're just, you know, I, I don't have any professional credentials in this either. I'm just a parent who, who's been through it. And that's the main thing that I offer parents. Is I think, I think that's hugely helpful. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, I've seen, you know, a fair number of psychologists and psychiatrists in my life. Um, and I've run into people who I think it doesn't matter how much education they have, they do not seem like they get it or they don't seem qualified. Mm -hmm. I, I've of course mm -hmm. have run into many that are fabulous, mm -hmm. but I think there's so much to be said for actually living the experience and sharing the experience and then being able to do what that, what your parent resident was able to do for you. And that is just say, I've been through this and there's hope. Um, mm -hmm. That's, that's such a huge thing because I, you know, I, I assume, you know, I, uh, anxiety and, you know, you uh, in there with your house, in your house and your wife and your two kids, um, incredibly isolating. Hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And then, and then to have that, that connection must have been key. Yeah, that is the that is the word is isolation, and that is what I that's sort of my personal personal goal is to just break that isolation every chance I get, and just tell parents exactly that you're not alone. You're not. This is not a failing of you or your child. This is just this is just something you're living through on your journey, and uh, and, it, and you're not alone. You're not. Yeah. Alone. Mm -hmm. So you're you're uh, you plan on sticking with this for a while, I guess, being a being a parent in residence there. I do, yeah, I love yeah. it. Um, I've been doing it for three years now, and and it, the role just deepens and deepens and deepens. And, yeah, uh, it's great. Yeah, it must it must help you quite a bit too, just mm -hmm. on your own, you know, meeting people and being because you know I found that it was one thing when I when I kind of had anxiety and started learning to end depression and learning you know, the skills to kind of cope and the stuff you were talking about earlier about acknowledging that there's something there and knowing that there's a beginning and a middle and end to this and it's going to get better. And, you know, whether it's a panic attack or whether it's, you know, general anxiety, it kind of does emotions do come and they go, but um, it must be, um, yeah, it, it must be somewhat uh, cathartic for you in your own journey and helping these other people. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, um, yeah. It's, and hearing, you know, hearing and sharing stories I find is always just, just a, you know, an enriching experience, you know, and, yeah, uh, yeah. and, and, it, and yeah, that everybody's got something 
some kernel to share at least you know some little thing that just makes me go oh yeah right you know and it and it helps me it even helps me to remember how it was for us you know and and, yeah yeah, yeah. and how much we have to be grateful for um, with our son's recovery you know it's obviously anxiety is the kind of thing that has its ups and downs and but but overall how much better he's doing and how much you know how much hope there really is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's incredible. I mean, great work. And, uh, and that's the reason that I kind of came up with this idea. This podcast is, is getting, you know, in quotes, everyday people to talk, tell their story and have that as being something that's accessible all the time. And, and I can't thank you enough for taking the time and being open and telling your story. It's, it's helpful to, you already know how helpful it is to other people and, and it's really helpful, you know, to me to hear your story. And it's helpful to everybody that listens to, to hear your story. I really appreciate it. Um, my pleasure. Thank you so much for doing this and for giving me the opportunity. Anytime. Maybe we'll talk again, okay? That'd be great. Thanks, Thanks a lot, Graham. Take care. Okay. You too. Okay. okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to our anxiety stories. If you'd like to support this podcast or Anxiety Canada, go to anxietycanada.com.